previously on Lost. Sawyer and Locke do the adult male version of the parent trap where you and like your rival realize your brothers and then you team up to kill your dad together. Both of them normally find their foil in Jack, right? And so it is interesting to see them together without Jack. Richard has really like dark, long eyelashes. Yes. So Richard, for many years, people would just call him eyeliner guy. Oh, okay. And uh, he does not wear eyeliner. There's the fun thing of Ben saying, don't tell me what I can't do to yeah. Locke. You know, you know that, that, that's my line. Given that this is a, a Locke-centric episode, I'm going to do a little bit of stunt podcasting. And while you introduce the show, I'm going to uh, eat an, an apple with a knife. Okay. I, mean, I guess it's technically a Ben-centric episode, but there's a lot of Locke. Oh, there's a lot of Locke. A lot of Locke and Ben parallels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it uh, is. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the Lost Talk, actually, by delving into a little current events and giving you a little teaser or something that we can't talk about yet, but that I can tell you is coming up. So uh, as we're recording this, I think we're three days removed from the uh, Alec Baldwin shootings. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucked up. And I will tell you, in the season, the series, I'm sorry, the series finale of Lost, there was almost a similar incident. Um, describe, please. Oh, I guess you can't I, really. I, I can't really describe. Um, but when, it, when we get there in, I don't know, a year, something like that, a little yeah. more than that, oh, uh, yeah. I will tell you, it, it is a wild-ass story. Wow. Um, that, imagine, imagine how you would have to end a show after that shit happened yeah jesus right and again it was the series finale so like one of the more like anticipated television moments ever i'd say was the lost finale like you know it didn't have the like viewership of like i don't know like the mash finale or whatever but like yeah. in terms of like build up i think the lost finale is up there for like uh most anticipated moments um so if they'd been like oh yeah also someone died with that in mind, let's get into a pretty dark episode of Lost, because this is the Lost Me podcast. My name's Ben. That's Spencer. We talk about the show Lost episode by episode because I've watched it a whole bunch. Uh, Spencer has never seen it before. And tonight we're talking about season three, episode 20, The Man Behind the Curtain, our first Ben-centric episode. I got to tell you, this was one of the ones I was most looking forward to when it came out. I remember being so excited that there was going to be a Ben episode. This is one of the episodes I was most looking forward to watching when we started this, and uh, I watched it twice this week. Uh, I fucking love this episode. I love every single thing about it. Um, excited to hear uh, what you thought of it. I like the Ben and Locke parallels they seem to be filling out. I'm very much here for the kind of... Uh, colonialism they're trying to tell a story about mm -hmm. and i assume because it's lost and because like they are in st still incorporating ideas around, uh, about like dharma not being able to get along with the original inhabitants i'm so excited for the development of that theme yep. and the jacob stuff was a very good anti-climax in some ways because yeah, going through that and getting talking to an empty chair, I mean, that that is certainly a curveball. But then kind of seeing a shadowy figure. 
I, I suppose we'll get to it uh, when we get to it, but I didn't yeah. visually see something. I just heard oh, you it. Should, you should go back and rewatch. You do see a figure. You do see a figure for about half a second. Let's do the flashback first. First, we right away get this big reveal that Ben's lying. He was not born on the island. He was born yeah. right outside of Portland. Very uh, sort of jarring scene. I, one thing I noticed when I was watching this is that they really sell it to you that they're on the island because the scene of Roger running through the jungle is shot exactly like every scene of our characters running through the jungle. Yeah. That like shaky cam, you know, grass and, and you know, underbrush flying by, uh, lots of cuts. I loved that. I loved how they really sold it to you that we were on the island. I mean, by now it's a lost trope, but they seem to usually do it in... We're on the island, but the switcheroo is that we mm-hmm. think we might be off it. Yep, they did, yeah. They really do reverse that. It's great. I, I love the opening sequence. Uh, fun fact, the woman who plays Ben's mother is Michael Emerson's real-life wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is she, she's an actor, too? She, yeah, she's, I think, so she and Michael Emerson are both traditionally more theater actors. Yeah. Michael Emerson, I know in between every season of Lost, he would go back to New York and like do like, you know, a three run, three month run in a play because after, you know, eight months of doing like this grueling like TV show, uh, he just wanted to get back to, you know, being on the boards as it were. That's really what he loved to do. So yeah, and then of course uh, they get picked up and uh, I guess nine or eight, eight or nine years later, we are on the island and... Uh, <laughs> We meet Horace again. Do you know anything about the actor who plays Horace? No, no, I don't know a thing. Uh, his name is Doug Hutchinson. And he was the guy who you might remember this, you might not, who in like 2011 or 10 ish married a 16 year old girl. Fuck. <laughs> with permission from her parents. Oh, uh, um, yeah, I vaguely remember the outlines of this. I forget this person's name. They now use they, them pronouns, so I'll, I'll try to memor- remember that. But when I knew them, they were using she, her pronouns. And the connection to modern pop culture is that this is the person who, like, they were the one who brought down Chrissy Teigen. What? <laughs> they, were the, they were the one who was, like, who back in, like, 2011, Chrissy Teigen would, like, cyberbully them and, like, message them, like, you should kill yourself. <laughs> like, t- 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 take a permanent dirt nap, bitch. So this is the actor. So this is the actor who, like, is 100% a pedophile, right? Like, yeah, yeah or, it's I, almost... I, I don't want to get into terminology. He's a child predator, a groomer, etc. Yeah, it's it seems almost kind of worse to get the parents' permission. You know, if you're going <laughs> to yeah. do the bad thing, just be bad. Yeah, right? Anyway, uh, <laughs> we see young Ben. And I got to say... Pretty bold move to for your first episode featuring your this incredible character with a great actor do a like an origin story of going this far back. But I I liked it. I remember at the time being a little disappointed that we didn't get a whole episode of Michael Emerson. But um I like it and the kid the kid pulls off creepy real well. Yeah, yeah. He's uh kinda upstaged by just the sight of this uh, Horace Horace Good what Good Speed Good Speed Horace Good Speed Good Speed. We see Roger Linus kind of chafing at the idea of being a workman janitor. 
this is a funny plot to me because it's like the plight of the uh of the down and out working man single father on a secret magic island you know yeah Uh one wonders what what good speed might have seen in him just because dharma surely has some qualifications for i don't know you having to be the kind of person who would really feel namaste when they say it you know yeah it would, well, you would think they'd be going for true believers. It also brings up an interesting point because you mentioned sort of the idea that it Loss is telling this sort of protean uh, colonialism story, but like, right, Roger is sort of like the contractor aboard the Death Star. Like, he may be a bad guy, right? But like, he's just he's just trying to earn a wage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ben meets his little friend Annie, gives him an Apollo bar. I love we get to see another little uh, Pierre Chang video talking about the wildlife on the island. And I guess if, if this is like a milestone, this is this is the first time we've seen like live Dharma. Yeah, this is the first time we've really gotten a look at the Dharma initiative. I, I was looking at the signage and everything. I don't think there were any big reveals or surprises in how it seemed to look and function, but it was certainly cool to see. Yeah. So then we, we can peek into Lost School, and uh, Horace's mm-hmm. wife, Olivia, is teaching. Fun fact about this actress, she played the she played Daisy in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Here we go! <laughs> fun, fun little uh, volcano experiment. You ever do that when you were a kid? Uh, I don't remember. You know, I don't remember if I've done it or only seen it on TV. My life yeah. a movie, yo. <laughs> I think I did it for real myself once or twice. The alarm goes off or whatever, and it looks like it looks like what eventually came to pass years later, which you know was the Dharma purge, the uh, one night a year on the island when all crime <laughs> is legal. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think this happens only once a year. I think this happens pretty frequently at this point. Okay, lots of little skirmishes mm-hmm. uh, with the hostels. Yeah. I mean, there's sort of a, you know, Roger demanding 30000 more dollars to <laughs> hazard pay because he's getting shot at. Yeah. And then Ben sees his mom out the window. Then we have the uh, little scene where Annie gives Ben the doll that we later see him uh, holding uh, on the island. Pretty shitty present. Doll made of wood. Can't really do much with that, Annie. It's just a kid. I guess that's true. Oh, Yeah. Uh, and then he's taking his boot off, and Roger, oh, just fucking ethers back. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck here on this island with you. Uh, yeah, I was trying to remember the line, kind of hard to celebrate on the day you <laughs> killed your mom. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Fatality. Monster kill. They're trying to tell a quick little story of abuse and neglect it's like it's lost's like bad dad speed run yeah they can get it done now in like three scenes yeah everyone has a bad dad we don't need you know we don't we spent three seasons on Locke's bad dad we can spend three scenes on ben's bad dad yeah that's just fine but we so ben goes and he sees his mom on the other side of the solar of the sonic fence she says he can't come with him yet and then I love this scene where Ben, little Ben turns to run away and just eats it. 
but somehow <laughs> manages to catch himself. And I've always wondered if that was an accident or if they told him to fall. You know, he sees his mom, but that's basically the Cerberus, right? I mean, we don't, don't have know. a literal confirmation, but it seems like that could be old Smokey reaching out to him. Could be. Worth, worth, you know, worth keeping in your head that that might be it. But then when he gets the code to the fence, he uh, shows an early uh, aptitude for uh, potentially killing bunnies and takes, yeah. his, takes his beloved pet and uses him as a test. I wanted him to just like underhand, like toss it through. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then my favorite scene of the episode, we see Richard Albert and he looks the exact same 30 years earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here I'm not going to wait for the scene to no. come up. But a great little line, uh, you remember birthdays, don't you, Richard? Yep. That seems to be a thing. Richard yep. looks like maybe he's, he's a Tuck Everlasting type. Yep, Richard does not age. He drank from the spring. You know, I was, I'm satisfied that you confirmed that. I also was holding out the possibility, though, that, like, it's just impossible to do that guy looking any other age because of his just... Very he, expressive, strong features. He's like, he's like a he's like a Paul Rudd type. Never yeah, change it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, you are supposed to see that. You know, it's thirty years earlier, and he looks the exact same. Okay, great. So that is one of my favorite little little reveals of the show. And he tells Ben that he might be able to join them, but he has to be very very patient. And uh, then twenty years later, <laughs> we see now adult Ben. And he uh, marks his dad with gas, and we find the origin of Roger Workman and uh, the Dharma van. Oh, I forgot that the, the yep. joke was the last name was Workman. That's yeah, funny. so that is the body that uh, that Hurley found, and that's the truck. And we heard the the same Three Dog Night song. Yeah, I I, re I really liked the connection with the little van. Uh, I mm -hmm. like that they didn't linger on it because. It's funny, you think about, uh, for example, what drives the, the Star Wars movies we get now. Like, uh, I, I didn't see it, but apparently so much of Solo is just like, hmm, how did Chewie get his bandolier? A guy gave it to him. How yeah. did Han get his pistol? A different guy gave it to him. And so, yeah, you know, I... it's like spending parts of this whole movie just filling in... Like worthless details. Yeah, worthless details. Of course, when it's just a, a small thing they don't linger on in an episode of a show, it's great. But it's it's so funny that that is where we have progressed to now uh, like, in the film like industry. Fan service that doesn't even that fans don't even care about. Yeah. Like, was, there, yes. was, there, was there any fan out there who was like, God, if I could have one thing revealed, it would be where Chewie got his bandolier. Yeah, I know there are a lot of Rogue One fans, but in some ways, that is the Rogue One setup. Like, yeah. how did they get the plan? It's not as bad. Not as yeah. bad there. The only reason I think it... And I thought Rogue One was pretty good. Like, I, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it enough. Like, that is a legit question of, like, so somehow we got a plan. And it's like, well, that's a legit story. Um, it's like they took the Rogue One thing... And we're like, well, what if we apply this to literally everything in the Star Wars universe, uh, mm -hmm. except for not things that actually matter to the like the saga? I also didn't see Solo. I tried to watch it, and I got like ten minutes in, and was like, this shit sucks. 
apparently there were stories leaking about that how they had to like recut the film like make it less of the comedy it was originally like shot as and it got kind of butchered and someone at disney apparently leaked that like one of the reasons that they justified the like having to redo so much of it is because the lead was such a weak actor yeah uh, i think i've heard that too kind of funny um in any event uh we then see that this was part of a broader uh purge and the others have uh sort of uh <laughs> trying to think of a historical genocide to uh analogize this to <laughs> yeah let's get a good one they've they've sort of slowed on milosevic um the uh the dharma folk and mm-hmm. they're there now yeah pretty pretty gnarly lots of you know it also gave me very much just like jonestown vibes just like people lying you know on the volleyball courts um, yeah yeah that's that's a good point yeah i can totally see that now um, so no, very, very fun scene. Very cool scene. Um, cool fucking flashback. I love, I love this flashback. I love like the amount of lore we get, um, about Dharma and the others. Yeah. Um, just, just great in my opinion. So I think one has to imagine Richard Alpert as being very impressed or at least interested that Ben Linus saw his own dead mother yeah. and it mirrors Alpert's interest in Locke now yeah which seems to be the connection there because there i think the biggest question i had coming away from this episode was what is the purpose behind ben repeating that he was one of the last ones born here when it's he repeats it to Locke at the beginning of the episode and it's proven out by the end to be an obvious lie it seems as if richard alpert picked him out uh, and perhaps Richard is that last person who was actually born there. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Worth uh, worth keeping in mind. Let's do the uh, relatively short beach plot before we get to Ben and Locke. Saeed, or sorry, Sawyer shows back up with the tape, gives it to Saeed. They're looking for Jack and Juliet. Kate admits she told them about Naomi. Uh, and then we get not the Council of Island Dads, but we get the like New England town meeting uh, style <laughs> style loss meeting. Yeah, uh, I think we only have like two beach scenes in this two. episode. I think it's it's two. Yeah, yeah. I love the first one though. That Sawyer is the one to come in and start the plot here out of like genuine concern for his friends. Mm-hmm. I love I love to see it. It was what twenty days ago that Sawyer was <laughs> ordering Charlie to put a bag over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. It makes me so happy. Yeah, Sawyer. You know, he he may not get a chance to really be the leader like Hurley said, but he is sort of uh, taking on more of a protector role, which is yeah. fun. It's uh his his character has it, it's kind of a surprise that he's seemed more developed and interesting this season. I really didn't expect it. Yeah, no, he's he's been great all year. Um, uh, in any event, uh, Jack and Juliet show back up and imply that now they have a plan. What do you think the plan is? Well, they had to go off into the woods. They had to step out and away from the camp to do some of it. So maybe Rousseau uh, helped them set up some like extra cool dart arrow traps. Well, we did see Rousseau getting dynamite last week. Oh, shit. That's a great point. 
But yeah, maybe setting up some like some of those Ewok traps where a bunch of logs roll down. Oh yeah, know? baby. That would be great. There is a Saeed line when they're doing uh this this meeting where uh he's talking about Jack and he says he brought one of them here amongst us. <laughs> among us. Yo, yeah. Juliet us. Yeah, this this has to this connection has to be the way you would sell uh sell lost to the to the kids these days. Juliet is imposter. Um, I also always loved Saeed's line delivery where he goes, safe from Jack. Very, very, <laughs> very emphatic on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, short beach plot. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's mm-hmm. talk about let's talk about our boys, Ben and Locke. Um, we already kind of talked about the you already have you remember birthdays, Richard. Um, Ben realizes that his tape's gone, but before he can really deal with that. Uh, Locke shows back up with his father's body. Yeah, Ben was looking at his dolly, just sad that Richard doesn't remember his birthday. Yeah. No one remembers Ben's birthday. And then we get the sort of, you know, let's sit down and have a whiskey. Yeah. And Locke makes, uh, Locke, you know, says the title of the episode, Bond style. Uh, <laughs> nice. Really. I think you're the man behind the curtain, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, Wizard of Oz is, you know, pretty clearly a, a pretty common cultural touchpoint for Lost. Um, yeah. We had Henry Gale, and I think, I, I want to say Sawyer said we're not in Kansas anymore at some point, but I could be making that up. And I also love Ben here where he said, when, you know, when Locke says he's going to go talk to Richard, and Ben's like, he doesn't talk to Jacob. He doesn't know where Jacob is. <laughs> no 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 i talked to daddy yeah it's fun to see the others so petty and protective of their of their roles yeah lockier in this season this is this is him not pushing the button again you mm-hmm. know it's out of incredulity uh not believing someone around him he starts a game of chicken yep and last time he was wrong. And uh, this time, I guess we don't really know yet. But anything starts with Locke just, like, beating some guy to a pole. Yeah, let's just, get to that. Let's get to the Mikhail of it all. Yeah, just <laughs> knocking him out. Uh, yeah, he just knows uh, how to put a dog down. First first off, the way they write out, the way they hand wave that Mikhail didn't die in the, in the pylons, just the, thankfully, they were not set to a lethal level. It's not quite somehow Palpatine came back. But yeah. <laughs> Nothing could be. But it's pretty lazy. I'm I'm so down for them liking an actor and yeah, that's a just fair point. doing doing whatever they need to like keep someone cool around. This yeah. is great. Then uh Lock beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no one helps him. <laughs> Tom like sipping his tea is so funny to me. <laughs> That Locke's version of like needing to be alpha and just like do violence to someone to uh, establish his position. It, it reminds me of it's, you know, in movies when someone get, gets to prison and just uh, has to pick a fight yeah. on the first day in the cafeteria. It's for me, it's somehow like the most MGTOW like part of Locke's personality. Yeah, well, Locke, Locke's definitely a MGTOW, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no question there. He's absolutely a man going his own way. 
I mean, he's still probably salty about getting cucked by Echo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> he he it rules. Just yeah, locks, like, yeah, I love it. Um, watch just very strange psychosexual drama. Um, so then we get the you know the inspiration for your snack at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Locke eating this fruit. Yeah, he loves to do it. Um, and Ben's line of that. Jacob is not someone you go see. He's someone who summons you, which mm -hmm. is a very interesting thing. I mean, let's let's just we don't have to go scene by scene for all of it. So let's let's just say where where are you at on Jacob? What do you think of Jacob? And what do you think happened in the cabin, which we're about yeah. to get to? What do you think of what Ben said about Jacob? Um, you know, Jacob is this character who we've seen we've sort of had a few mentions of this season, and this is by far the furthest we've dug into him. So what do you think of Jacob right now? I believe Ben Linus about Jacob. Yeah. The show seems to kind of alternate between red herrings from him and things you want to disbelieve, or in this case, Locke wants to disbelieve, but that are absolutely true. Yeah. Um, if I had to guess right now, Mm-hmm what Jacob is. I don't think this is true, but my best guess is Locke from the future or something along those lines. It's a good theory. I'll, I'm not going to obviously comment on whether or not it's true. I, I want to say that that was a theory yeah. on the board at the time. Yeah, how, if, if you know time is in play and you know Locke is special, how could it not be? You know? Yeah. Uh, I love sort of the, the touch of, and this is... I don't even really know where it comes from, to be honest, but the touch of like the gray ash surrounding the cabin of like yeah, crossing, yeah. crossing crossing over the uh like in into the world of the cabin. I love that. You know, drawing a circle of salt to mm -hmm. protect you when you're summoning a demon. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like I really like the vibe of it. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean anticlimax in like a good way, like a you know, an effective like narrative needs to have some of those and so when you when you get ben you know kind of prefiguring the clint eastwood uh addressing obama in the empty chair like when you walk in <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty compelling it's pretty it's pretty wild yeah uh and very cool scene sequence after the flashlight all the the rattling lights and the fire we got some jars of blood on the windowsill yep. or something i think that's right um, and then we get the big moment of the Dharma mass grave and Ben fucking pulling the trigger and shooting Locke. Yeah, Pachu. Uh, I remember being... It, this was a hooting and hollering moment. Pew, 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 shooting your guns in the ground. Yeah. Rising um, in the air like the cartoon prospector. So when Lost was on, I would read a blog. I read a lot of blogs um, and listened to a lot of podcasts. And one of the blogs I read was called Long Live Locke. This woman who would do recaps and had like an unhealthy obsession with the character of Locke. And normally she would, <laughs> she would post her recaps four or five days later. But mm -hmm. that night, like that night she posted one and was like, I just want to let everyone know that no, I am not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Yeah. I love her. Oh, so yeah, what do you think? What do you think's going on with Locke? Do you think he's dead? Do you I had a pang of worry that this was going to be a completely out of left field character death that no one was ready for, but 
I think Locke's okay. Okay. Yeah, I think if he died as a result of this, he would have died from it more directly. Yeah, they definitely don't. They definitely don't show him dying. And um. Yeah, yeah, and it, and the wound is very conspicuously like in his I don't know like midriff. I mean, since you mentioned it, there's a very specific place where his wound is. Wait, where the? F- um. Not like right in his spine. No. It's where uh, his missing kidney is. Oh, oh okay. Uh, that's funny. This is another Locke Linus parallel. Ben killed his dad, right? Yep. Ben actually did the thing that he makes Locke do. Mm-hmm. Him shooting Locke was, sur- was surprising because Locke seemed to be such a person of interest and a valuable resource for Ben at least until the point where Locke started to destabilize his relationship with the rest of the others. Um, and potentially potentially with Jacob, with the island. Ben having Locke uh, kill his own father, you know, one wonders if this was a conscious effort of seeing if Locke could be a Ben Linus figure or if it was just a subconscious thing from one from one dad killer to a potential dad killer you know so yeah that's the man behind the curtain i love this episode it's definitely like a top 10 lost episode for me the next week episode called greatest hits it's a charlie episode after bed and lock two weeks in a row it's not as good but it's still a good episode definitely the best charlie episode so far oh that's it is set up for the truly epic um, and I mean that in like the pre-internet way of epic, yeah, uh, finale for the season, which is uh, incredible. So I don't, I don't feel spoiled, but I in my Plex account I saw a thumbnail with um, Jack with a very fucked up beard. <laughs> yeah, Jack does have a beard. In, Just in... looking shitty. I can't wait. Flashback in the the last episode. So look forward to that. Um, all right. Well, we will talk to you guys next week about greatest hits, and then the week after that about the finale. Um, I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited for these next two weeks.